back with the third season. You're listening to Last Night's Coffee with Chuck and John. Okay. What's going on, Night Shifters? We're back. It's week 39 of season three. I'm Chuck. That's John, the Galaxy's youngest Gen Xer. Right on. I'll take it. What's going on, Chucker? How was your weekend, brother? Um, it was pretty good. It's probably not as intense as yours. Uh, mine was a little intense. Mine was a little intense. Real quick turnaround. Lots of travel. Um, how many miles did you put on the car? Whew. I mean, not including the running around that we did in Michigan once we were there. It's it's uh it's sixteen hundred and thirty two miles, I think, total round trip so probably i probably put 1800 miles on the car so you're halfway to your next oil change yeah yeah absolutely i just changed the oil for this trip and i'm i'm halfway there well it's like that sometimes that's that's why we have these cars so they can take us places that's right man that's right that's why we buy them and you know what it was totally worth it it was great grandpa's 90th birthday man so it was uh it was a really special occasion. Um, everybody was there. Um, all of his friends, all of his family. Um, and it wasn't a surprise this time, like it was for his 85th. So he, he was actually able to prepare a little speech and his friends prepared speeches. And like, it was pretty cool, man. It was really cool. Well, at 90, you can't surprise him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the intention was for it to be a surprise, which was what we did at eighty five. Okay, um, we surprised him at eighty five, which was really cool to do, you know. Um, and that was the intention to do with ninety, but it didn't pan out. And I actually, I'm kind of happy it didn't, because like I said, the guy got to say what he wanted to say. You know yeah. what I mean? With all of his friends and family gathered in one place, he got to say what he wanted to say. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of surprise parties. Oh, um, okay. I think the anticipation leading up to knowing that you're going to have a party is just a surprise enough. You know, <laughs> like if somebody goes, hey, we're going to throw you a party next week. I'm like, oh, cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, that's a <laughs> yeah, good yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that way you get to suck it all, you know, take it all in. You know, you, you don't get hit with a, you don't come walking to, door ticked off dropping the f-bomb in front of your mom or something <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good point i mean he doesn't have to worry about that at 90 yeah but uh you know you don't shoot nobody yeah you, absolutely you know yeah you don't want to be that startled right you know and, and that old man is always packing by the way well that's good you don't make it to 90 without it that's true that's true uh, he's very proud of his uh 40 caliber 1911 that he carries around I mean, that should be a forty-five, right? It should be, but um, they sell them in all kinds of calibers, right. and he loves his forty caliber nineteen eleven. Well, you know <laughs> that design of gun is one of the best versions of a handgun. Everything, everything is based on that. Yeah, it won us the war. Yeah, but I mean, you know, if you think about it, everything, everything looks like a not nineteen eleven. Yeah, I mean it. It's wasn't it? It was the first semi-automatic pistol, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was the very first one, right? I it mean, was the first. It, it literally won us World War One. I. I really there. I've I've read all kinds of stuff that 
for evidence that backs that up, man. Well, you know, somebody taught me, I think it was, I can't remember if it was my uncle or my papa said, man, you shoot somebody in the thumb with, with a 1911 and they're going down. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's something I'm not willing to test, but I do believe them. I mean, I, I can only imagine getting shot at all, period. But with a forty-five, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my gosh. So, um, yeah, great party for, uh, for Grandpa. 90, 90 years old, man. So, what, so, so did you, did you meet people that you haven't met in the extended family before? Why is it? Not, not in the extended family. Um, I got to meet his Taco Bell crew. So grandpa is a big believer in Taco Bell every day as part of a healthy diet. Um, and so he's got this group of old dudes that he meets every day at Taco Bell. And, uh, I got to meet some of those guys. That was pretty neat. And, um, he served on like city council and things like that. So there were people, there were representatives from the city council that were there to like, honor him and they gave him like a little plaque thing and it was really neat man well so do they 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 meet at taco bell every day every day do they eat taco bell every day yes oh he said it is the most balanced meal you can have it's got the <laughs> the meat for your protein the lettuce for your veggies and the cheese for your uh, dairy and it's got the corn shell he said it's the most well-balanced diet you can you can have okay well i mean he's 90 years old i'm not arguing with him do you feel like you should start eating taco bell every day now (laughs) i mean i think i've told you before like it's the only place i've worked where i wanted to eat every single thing i made it's all really good there maybe i'm just not doing taco bell right i don't know man i don't know maybe are you saucing it up are you using the sauce oh yeah Okay, okay. Diablo, Just got to make sure that every, that no, makes fire, all the difference. Fire sauce every time. All right, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a theory, and tell me, tell me why this is. And it's not really a theory, but uh, it's more of a question. Why does Chick Fil A sauces pair so perfectly with Chick Fil A's food, and Zaxby's sauces, like Zach's sauce, pairs so perfectly with Zaxby's food, and only those foods you know what i'm saying and it's the same with taco bell like not necessarily the same but they've got to have you've got to have their their sauce on there why is it how is it that they pair so perfectly with their foods man i mean do you want me the technical answer yes because their scientist chefs in the test kitchen made it that way specifically designed it to to pair with this specific food yes but if you want to make your own zach sauce at home it's one part ketchup one part mayonnaise salt and pepper and a little bit of Worcestershire sauce there you go there you have it you've heard it here folks i love zach sauce man yeah it's pretty good i like it i make it at home all the time it pairs with their fries like nothing else and their chicken Dude. Start in on your fries with it, you will mess uh, up because uh, then you're, you're sitting there eating dry chicken tenders. <laughs> you got a good point right there. You know what I'm saying? You got saying? a good point. You know what I'm saying? It's like all of a sudden you're sitting there like, well, where'd my Zaxxols go? Now I got dry chicken Oh, yeah. Tenders. Oh, yeah. So we uh we actually got to try 
um, you know, my wife grew up in Flint, so we went to Flint. Did you try the and water? We, nope, didn't <laughs> did not try the water. We ordered bottled water. Uh, we went to one of the restaurants, like her favorite restaurant growing up, which was La Familia. It's a uh, Mexican restaurant. <clears throat> okay. So we, we, we went over there and ordered a, a dozen tacos for my family. Okay. So you just order tacos by like the plateful, basically like this, they put them on this big sheet. And so you order a whole sheet full of tacos, basically like, and so we got, we got a dozen tacos and just absolutely murdered them. They were gone so quick. My kids were grabbing them before the lady even had a chance to set them all the way on the table. Um, so we ordered another six tacos and absolutely destroyed those, man. They, it was so good. It's called La Familia in Flint, Michigan. And uh, my wife's right. Everything she's been saying for all of these years is absolutely right. It was so good, man. So what would you compare it to? Is it like a street taco? Is it like a... Um, okay, taco? so here's like what makes taco? the taco. This this is what makes... It, it's similar to a street taco, but in... It, it, it's kind of, it's Americanized. So like, it's just ground beef. I mean, it's not like crazy street taco, but this is what makes it. They sell a medium shell. It's not a soft and it's not a hard shell. What? It's like halfway fried. What? And it is incredible. That sounds amazing. It is so good. They, they've got soft shells and they've got hard shells, but they offer a medium shell. And that's what made it the whole experience it was so good man charlie does that not sound awesome <laughs> a medium taco shell it does actually sound pretty good i got charlie here with me today all right young charlie you producing for us today my friend he's, a little bit. he's more like a show observer today oh okay like rick okay. limbaugh had uh mr snurdly that was a show observer is what he called him he didn't call him a producer yeah yeah so, yeah, he's uh, he's he's just hanging out. Awesome. He's on. Nice, to, nice to hear from you, young Charlie. He don't. You on fall break? Yeah, fall break. Fall break. Yeah. So oh, go. that's right. Because we're well, we're, we are recording on Columbus Day, so my kids are home. You mean Indigenous People Day? Indigenous <clears throat> People's Day. That's correct. That's correct. So, man, um, I had an action pack weekend and i'm sure i'll sprinkle some more of my trip throughout the podcast but you were able to submit your list to michael barry yes um yes i i did uh i i decided I, he was talking i was listening to him thursday because i i start out i usually listen to the 11 o'clock our time 11 o'clock hour instead of 10 o'clock hour yeah um you know just to kind of make sure the world ain't burning down while i drink my coffee sure because I don't turn the news on. It's like, if it's that bad, it'll be on here. Yeah. You know, but usually it's funny. Um, it, it can be mixed from time to time. But uh, so he's like, you know, contribute to the show, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send in my pizza list because he is the one that inspired it. And exactly. It he, makes sense. He claims that he reads every email. Okay. He said he might not respond to them all, but he reads every one of them. Okay. So, you know, keep it short. So I, I kept it short and uh, told him about, you know, that I, I was at 13 places when 
when when he started talking about the pizza list because he's the one that inspired the journey of our pizza theory right here on the show right well um turns out that he actually did respond to my email and said send the list in so i sent the list in and i haven't heard anything else back man and now so, just to get the listeners that, pretty cool that's a really cool accomplishment. Now tell the listeners though, some of the uh, hilarity that's on the list. So, so I don't think I've ever read the list fully on the show. I don't know, but like, you know, one of the play, like I, if I can't remember name, like one of them just says it's some mom and pop place in Orlando on a band trip in 1994. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. And this was the greasiest pizza you've ever had. <laughs> like the bottom, you were worried when they handed you the pizza that it wasn't going to make it from the door to the table. Oh, the man. Was so wet. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like dude. you open the box and there's grease laying on top of the cheese and you're like, should we eat this? <laughs> yes, we should. Yes, we should. And then it, it ended up, but eating that pizza and you know we ended up meeting bill nye on the the trip to the restroom in epcot the next day that's pretty sweet right yeah it's like we were running to the bathroom we'll get into the bathroom and you know you're sitting there and somebody goes did you see bill nye man <laughs> look at the universe working <laughs> it's like yeah we saw bill nye it's like let's go talk to him <laughs> that's so funny man that's so funny i'm i'm really glad you got to meet bill nye yeah, he's a butthole yeah, he is, but I mean, that's you awesome. You got to like, meet him. Like, yeah. You know, we thought he was going to be pretty cool, but he was just, he's really how he seems now. Like, like what people think of him now. Oh, that's how he was back then? That's how he acted towards us when we met him. In 1994. Yeah. Man, year to be young. Year to be young, yeah. Uh, went fishing, so I tried something I haven't done before. Okay, tell me, tell me what you did. Um, I love, I love people. I love these guys and, and new fishing tricks. I love it when people pick up oh, new fishing tricks. They're like, oh, I've got it now. No, it's not about the fishing necessarily. It's about okay. sleeping. Oh, the sleeping. All right, yeah. let me hear. Yeah, so I, I come home from, you know, we work nights. Yep. That's why we call this last night's coffee. Yep. And our listeners are night shifters. That's right. Um. Well... I come home, I took a shower, and I took a nap, and left at like 7.30 to go fishing. Okay, so you just took a quick little nap. Yeah, and then I'm like, well, I figured we'd be off the water in time for me to, time to get some lunch and come back and take a nap to go get Charlie. Okay. We literally pulled in the yard unhooked the boat i hopped in my truck and left to go get charlie from school oh man so then you guys were on the lake a lot longer yeah 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 it was we called i I caught a fish yeah you caught (laughs) that's the that's the catch of the day ain't it right there you send me a picture of it you know that's why they call it fishing that's right because you're not always catching that's right. You, it's not just catching. So I caught it on, you know, everybody's like, oh, you got to, 
you know, we're all these, let's put this worm on, let's put that worm on this color. Cause this time of year, blah, blah, blah. I caught this one on the green worm. Like you always do. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And that was what a, just a crappy or a, a, a that was a spotted, that was a spotted bass. Spotted bass. Oh, I couldn't yeah. tell. It was so it was it was a little, little too tiny thing. It was well. It's part of the problem was the background of the picture. Oh, I see. Made suspicious. I, I could see the spots, and that's what made me think it was a crappie because most crappie. No, so like if it was a, like if it was a striper, it'd be silver with like a, a line, a stripe in it. If it yeah. was a large mouth, it'd be greenish and grayish with a dark black line in it. But right the spot makes it look like a large mouth but it's kind of spotted up the line i got you and they say they're pretty good to eat and they kind of are an invasive species so um you should catch them and eat them yeah because the spots are hybrids right no that's a different bass uh the stripers i think so the stripers are hybrids so a hybrid is a, a cross between a striped bass and a white bass oh some people call these bass spotted bass. They call them Kentucky bass. Oh, but they are not native to Georgia waters. Oh, interesting. So we don't really want them here. I mean, you know, they're they don't get as big as largemouth. Like a big spotted bass, yeah, is five pounds. Like that's wow. a big bass. Yeah, yeah. And so that one went about a pound, pound and a half. So that was average. Yeah, not a bad bass. The one not I a caught, bad spotted bass. I caught a spot last week, and it went about two pounds. So, I've only ever been a fan of largemouth fishing, man. I love catching largemouth. Well, these hang out in the same areas. I got you. I got you. And they tend to push the largemouth out of the area. Oh, really? Yeah. Because they, they, they're too quick. They eat all the same stuff, and they uh, they tend to school up. I gotcha. Yeah, they're more of a schooling fish. But anyway, so did that. I don't know what I did Friday, Saturday. So wait, what's your what's your hack here? What? Was your hack not getting any sleep? I guess so. Yeah. That was just my, my trying something different. I wanted to prove the concept that I could come home, not sleep, and go fish. I gotcha. <laughs> not sleep and go fish. And, and, and you did it. I did it. So Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. So now... On a Friday, you could do the same. You could just get off work and we could go leave. We'll see. You know, we'll go fishing. We'll see. We I don't should know who, do that, actually. We really should. You I, know, Macintosh is right across the street from work. Let's just go fish that one day. We're going to go to a lake that we can put my boat in. <sighs> you got a trolling motor? We can put that in Macintosh. It's a trolling motor. I don't have the permit, though, for those lakes. Oh. Uh, I don't know. There's uh one of them, Kedron. I think you know is a state reservoir, so you don't have to have it. We'll find out. Uh, and I'll just come over there one day and pick you up, or we'll meet up. Yeah, I got to find out if Macintosh is. I know Kedron, which is in Peachtree City, right right near our work, is is uh is a is like a. You don't have to have any. You don't have to be like a citizen of of the city or whatever. Yeah. I've got to check on Macintosh though. I'm not sure on that one. I'll double check. I'll let you know, man. We should do that one day. Okay. Sounds like a plan. I will. You had a lot more adventures, though. Uh, we we thought you found your dream truck. Mm. Oh, yeah. I see that on here. Truck hunting. Uh, yeah. I thought we you thought, we, we thought you found yeah. 
we thought, you know, I'm, dude, I've, I've done put it out there that I know that God's going to give me the right truck when it shows up. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. the truck that I'm looking at and the price range that I'm looking at, they're get, I'm seeing trucks and they're getting closer together. So I'm like, well, maybe this is the truck. You yeah. know what I mean? So I go and look at it and it was not the truck. It was not the truck for you. <laughs> it was not the truck. Dude, this, this thing had had, had a kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it had a lift kit. It had, man, the tires were rubbing the fenders. I mean, it looked good in the pictures, but it yeah, that's smelled not good. so weird inside. Oh. Yeah, that's the first thing. Charlie opens the door and goes, ooh. Oh man, the smell! <laughs> you know when a teenage boy opens the door, and goes, Ew. "Yeah, that's not a good <laughs> There's sign." There's a funk in that truck. That is not a good sign, dude. Well, I, I I hate it when when those types of situations come up, though, and it's like you know you get your hopes all up and you show up, and then it's just you know your dreams come crashing down. Well, it's like I asked Mary Beth. I said I, I put that out there. I know this is how it's going to happen. This truck is, I see this truck, like we happen to just drive by this lot that sells a lot of used trucks in Griffin. Yeah. And I see it and I'm like, okay, I see the truck. How do I know that's the one? Mm. You know, do I just go look at it and I find out that it is the one or it's not the one? Interesting. And it wasn't the one. So, I mean, I don't know now, like, I guess I just wait. (sighs) Yeah, wait, and then, well, if one catches your eye again, just go and see if it's the one. Yeah, I'll know. Yeah, you'll know. I th- now that you've got that out there, man. I think I think the 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 universe will bring it back to you. God's gonna bring that back to you. Yeah. So you put it out there. So tell me about this jerky you got, man. Oh yeah. So I stopped at this beef jerky uh, experience, is what it's called, and it's in Dundee, Michigan. And uh, they they advertise themselves as selling all kinds of exotic uh, jerkies. Like they had python, they had shark, they had um, ostrich, they had uh, duck, they had all kinds of stuff. Alligator, camel, um, just wild stuff, man. So... Um, I think they had some elk, they had boar, they had a, they had it all, right? Yeah. Um, so we I, I had to stop there. And there's also a Russell Stover's store on this exit in Dundee, Michigan. So like r- like the Russell Stover's chocolate, like they have their own standalone store. So do you just walk in and you pick a box and you have no idea what you're getting? <laughs> well, no, 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 no. So like they have every single assortment that they've ever sold basically in this place. Like it's insane. It's more of a warehouse feel when you walk in, like it's just boxes of assorted chocolates everywhere. And they had some like ice cream and some uh, fudge or something like that. But I mean, really mainly it was like, it felt like a freaking warehouse for their assorted chocolates. It was a little overwhelming. We wound up not getting anything from that place. But we go inside the jerky place, and I got, like, a sampler. So I got, like, what did I get? I got elk. I think I got kangaroo. I got duck and ostrich and one more, maybe alligator. I can't remember. So me and all the kids are going to try that uh, today. All of my kids became obsessed with beef jerky. 
Well, that's good. On this trip. Yeah, I have bought a bag of beef jerky because it's one of the perfect road trip snacks. Yeah. And and uh, all of my kids started trying it, and they all realized they love beef jerky. So, so like, you go and you buy, say, the Jack Link, bag of Jack Leach jerky, right? Yes. And you're on a road trip, and you're rolling five deep. I've been there. Yeah. We did that for years. Yeah. By the time that bag comes back around to you, you're getting crumbs, dude. It, it's crumbs. There's nothing left. You're like, what did y'all, do? you know, because you got the small yeah. bag because you're trying to be economical because you didn't think anybody else wanted any of it. Exactly. And then they My wife it. never eats beef jerky. Never. Yeah. Yeah. And then they smell it and it comes back around to you and you're like, where's the rest of my beef jerky? Yes, dude. Yes. So this is the start of that for us. This was the, this was the beginning. <laughs> so I loaded up on all this jerky. We get to try it. Um, I'm really excited about it. You witnessed someone making their own jerky. I did. Oh yeah, you I did. did, man. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's what I'm saying. I think it was a lack of sleep. I don't remember. For yeah. Saturday. It's all good. I forgive you, man. But you've got to you've got to tell the story. I want to hear about this, how you witnessed this, how this came about. Like, what was this? So we pull up into the Kroger park a lot, and there's this guy, Ranger truck backed up in the far side of the park a lot where we happen to be pulling to. And I found out too at our Kroger that you've got left side parkers and right side parkers. I'm a right side parker. And friends of mine are left side parkers. There's certain sides to park, like specific sides to park. Yeah, on. like I always go to the right side for whatever reason, the closest to the deli side. And one of my friends was going with me the other day, and it's like he goes, "Oh, so you park on the right side?" <laughs> okay. Yeah, you don't. He goes, "You're oh, park on the left side." He's a left side parker. He's a left side parker. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you pull over to the right side where apparently right. where no one else does no just not this person but not uh, that person okay because there's always cars over there anyway so there's this black ranger and it looks like newspapers on his hood and i'm like why has it got newspapers on his hood and then i get looking <laughs> a little bit closer and there's like thin beef laid out on the hood you know and i'm like charlie take a picture of that so Charlie takes a picture of it, you know, and we're trying to act like we ain't looking, but we are looking. Right. And then we pass this dude, and he's walking back out to the truck. He looks like, <laughs> what's that old movie? Mm-hmm. Man, Dad liked it. Is this dude, like he lived up in the mountains. He's like a mountain man. But, like, they killed his family, and he's going to go get revenge, and he takes and he cuts the bullets up. Like so, they'll mushroom out when they shoot. When they shoot, and he's oh my gosh, I have no idea. Sounds... Air drizzle or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah, so he looks like that dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah, big beard, long blonde hair. You know, you're like yeah, you know, freaking looks like he could pick up a telephone pole and just take it wherever you wanted to. You know. <laughs> yeah. And he's walking out to the truck, and I'm like, oh crap. So that's the guy. So he was setting under the little porch outside the cafe at Kroger, watching everybody watch his meat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. So he, 
and it was not newspapers. It was this was meat he had out. Yeah. Or was it newspapers and then meat on top of it? Basically, yeah. So he was sun drying meat on top of newspapers in the Kroger parking lot in Griffin, Georgia, on a sunny October day. That's hilarious. So I don't know if this is what he lives off to sustain him, or if he just takes it when he goes out trapping beavers. <laughs> and where did he get it from? Like, is that like the trimmings from the butcher shop? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it looked like, didn't it, Charlie? Or it looked like it was just trimmings yeah. on that truck. So yeah. Oh my gosh, what a that's a hard man right there. Yeah, yeah, it is. So. That's a hard man. That's one way to make jerky. Were you ready to talk about some football? Yes, sir. Let's hit the football wrap up. He got a block. He scored. They knocked him upside down in a somersault. Touchdown. Touchdown in the goal line. And we come up and we hit him shy on the 16-yard line. And we've stopped him. And we have won this thing in overtime. This is the Football Wrap-Up. John, we got to talk about something today on our Football Wrap-Up. Okay. Um, we have to... I have to. I don't know if you have to or not, but I have to apologize to Mike Bobo. <laughs> he no longer needs to go go. Mike Bobo no longer needs to go go. <laughs> I apologize. And t- for, tell me why. Tell me what's going on. I apologize for the hurt that he caused during the Mark Richt era. That maybe he wasn't the cause of the hurt. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, it's tough for me to say, but I have jumped off of the Bobo's Got to Go Go Express, and uh, it hurt a little bit when I bounced, <laughs> but I'll recover. Yeah. Um, yeah. He kind of made you eat your words this weekend, huh? John, the, the Georgia Bulldogs, they they were looking like they were playing out of a whole different playbook than than they did last time we watched them play. Um, could it be possible that they snookered everybody? Mm. Do you think that's the case? It could be. I mean, I've been hoping that I mean, they had something else in the playbook. We saw them do it last year. You remember when they come out and they destroyed Oregon? Yeah. And Oregon's yeah. not an easy team. And they destroyed Oregon. And then they went back to just, for a few games, just winning. Because the opponents were not worthy of showing everything they had. Maybe. And, and, and... Georgia, UGA suffers from the Georgia team curse of playing down to its opponents. Yes, they've always done that. They um, always play at their opponent's level. You know what I mean? I hope Mike Bobo will accept my apology 
if he listens to this podcast. And uh, the Bobo's got to go. Go Express is moving on. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm watching it just disappear into the to the night. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I did support you on your journeys on the Bobo Express. The Bobo's got to go. Go Express. Bobo's got to go. Um. I did support you on that journey. I wasn't totally on it with you, I don't believe, but um, you, you know, I did support you in your journey. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I try not to overreact, and and again, I don't. I'm. I think I mentioned this before. I I don't know that one game really justifies it for me. I want to see it proven over and over and over again. Well, I I think I think they they hold they play poker real good. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're playing poker and they're holding their cards real close to their chest. Yeah. Sandbagging is the term they would use in racing. I see. Uh, gaslighting. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's along the same lines. It's, it's along the same would line. use, right? Yeah. 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 So, I'm with you. Well, I hope that is what I hope that is the case. And I hope Mike Bobo has really turned it around and, and does have a completely different playbook. They uh they crushed the Kentucky Wildcats fifty one to thirteen. Loved it. Loved it, man. Georgia Bulldogs are now six and zero. Kentucky Wildcats are five and one. When's the I forgot it's like a twenty three game winning streak. Oh, against Kentucky? No, Oh, period for the Bulldogs now? Yeah. More than likely. It's it's they haven't lost a game in so long. They've won we're getting, we're getting spoiled. They've won thirty five out of the last thirty six games, now thirty seven out of the last or thirty six out of the last thirty seven games or something like that. It's it's stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean it's uh it's awesome. I love it. It's good to be a dog right now. You ain't lying. You ain't lying. Florida beat Vanderbilt. Um, what other kind of what what other kind of SEC scores do we have? Alabama beat Texas A and M. No big deal there. I'm looking for Jimbo Fisher to get to get kicked out of Texas A and M after this season. Um, huh? Do you think that's going to happen? I do. I think Jimbo Fisher will get kicked out of Texas A&M, man. He hadn't done crap with that program. They joined the SEC. They think they're going to be all big, bad, and tough, and they just haven't been able to do anything. Um, and, and Jimbo Fisher was a big name. He got paid a whole lot of money to turn that program around and and, and put it in, in, in the playoffs, and they're not even ranked. So yeah. he's done a terrible job there. They paid him so much money, um, stole him from Florida State, after he won them titles back uh, way back when uh, Jameis was there, Jameis yeah. Winston. But yeah, I mean, uh, when you when you're paying a guy that much money and he's not producing, they'll they'll kick him out. And you know what? I heard someone talking about uh, Texas A and M does have the money to try to steal Dion from Colorado. So I've heard that a lot. And Dion did pull off a win this weekend. He did. Um, he did. He was not too happy with his his team for being mediocre. Yeah, but uh, you know, um, you can go on YouTube and you can um, just look up Dion's reactions to his team's touchdowns. It's amazing. I'll have to watch it's, that. 
it's the same reaction every time. Like he'll just, uh, it, he has no smile, no frown. He's straight faced and he'll just kind of walk down the <laughs> sidelines and hold up like his, his finger for one, you know, to send the, the field goal team out or whatever. It's, he has no reaction. Like it's nothing like it's like, it's every other play. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome, man. It's, it's pretty funny to watch, man. Cause it's over and over. And these kids are making some exciting plays. You uh, know what I mean? Like, it's hard not to get hyped up for that. And he just walks by like it's every other day. So this morning, Dad's like, I'm not sure how I'm going to watch the Colorado game. I'm like, it's not on TV. It's not on the channel we got. It, it was on the Big Ten Network or whatever they're in. Yeah. But it was on YouTube. He found it on YouTube. Oh. Somehow. I have nice. no idea. I don't know what they got going on, or I don't know if he accidentally paid for YouTube TV. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he'll find out when the bill comes in yeah we'll figure that out next month um we got to talk about georgia tech and miami man <laughs> how stupid does miami feel right now dude holy smokes instead of taking the victory formation instead of taking the knee and running the clock out they decide to run a play and they lose the ball on a fumble, and Georgia Tech is able to recover. They're able – didn't they – did they kick a field goal? What did they no, – I think they kicked a field no, goal. they did not kick a field goal. They told their fast guy, they said, get open. Oh, that's right. And they just lobbed it. It looked like backyard football, dude. Like, get open, man. Get open. Okay, I got you. That's right. I think they actually ran two plays, didn't they? They, they made a pass, and it got them some, some yards, yeah. and then they got the touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, that was a uh, that was incredible. How stupid do you feel if you're Miami right now? Um, that's a bad call on the coach to do that. It's, this is his job. There was players crying on the sideline. I mean, my gosh, dude, you had it in the bag. You I had the game. Been, I think they would have been six and zero coming into that, or leaving that if they had won it. Oh my gosh, man. So, oh my it, gosh, and it's got to feel bad because Georgia Tech's not a good team. No, 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 no. And you know what's funny is I flipped over to that game right after Georgia game was over. I'm like, oh cool, fourth quarter is a close game. Let's see what happens. So you got to see it. No, at 105, I woke up. I never saw a down of football. Oh dang! I woke up to some highlight. I think I missed. I think I slept through a whole nother West Coast game. <laughs> a whole nother West Coast game? What game? I have no idea. I woke up and they were interviewing a player a player in a blue helmet after a game. Man, you're watching more football or sleeping through more football, some one of the two, yeah. than you ever have. So, I tried to watch pro ball yesterday, but the games what didn't interest me that much. I guess because, I don't know, I didn't get to see the Taylor Swift game or whatever. And... Uh, <laughs> I, I turn to the Falcons. Yeah. And it just seems like everybody's sitting around having a conversation while a football games go on when you watch a Falcons game. Yes. Like there's no crowd reaction. No. It's just Yeah, I look, Falcons fans have never been that great at uh making noise well there was a couple of seasons where they were going to make a noise but i mean look man that those times have moved on this team is hard to get excited for they're young they're still rusty they've got a lot of you know wrinkles to work out um 
Yeah, I think they'll they'll do it again. I think they need to change at quarterback. But hey, they they got to win. They got the Falcons um, won. I mean, the Texans kicked field goal after field goal after field goal after field goal. I think they had five field goals on the day. The Texans did. Good God. <laughs> um, it, it was maybe four. I don't remember. It was ridiculous. But um, the Falcons pulled it off, twenty-one to nineteen. Well, go Falcons. Um, football wrap up. Not much going on. Uh, with us, uh, we've got two bye weeks back to back because our two one bye week and then fall break, so uh, we don't have to play. Charlie's doing good after Great. his little um head injury. Um, Great, he's healing up good, he's feeling good today. Good. The uh, doctor did confirm it was a concussion, um, okay. but he he he's back to you say 100%. Yeah. He says he's 100%. Um, right he's, on. Ready, he's ready to go bust some heads. Um, right on. Luckily, he's got the, the – I mean, not to make light of it, but it did come at the best time it could come at with the two bye weeks right here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Griffin lost again. I got a little bit of insight on that from uh, from Willie. Okay. Um, he said the reason why Griffin is doing so bad is because of recruiting. Oh. And I said this is public school, Willie. Uh, please explain. And evidently, because of some of the way the laws are now, um, you know, you can cite that, well, I'm not happy with the education that my son's getting at this school and move them over to Spalding. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so a lot of people are jumping ship on Griffin High. Yeah. Right now, the, the Griffin Spalding is the, the top school, and they also won this weekend. And, and in the state of Georgia – Public school, whatever the GSHAH or whatever it is, yeah. has allowed NIL deals for high school students. No, stop it. Yep. So some of these schools that have money mm-hmm. are going to start signing their players. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, Chuck. They say Buford is about to spend some freaking money on some players, too. Oh my gosh. Well, let's talk about this for a second, man. I know we, we, we're already a long ways into the podcast, but I've got a question, man. Um, so take childhood actors, for instance. Um, and they're like Shirley Temple, that poor girl. When I watch some of her old movies and she's just getting passed around by old men on on screen for money and her parents are like, yeah, it's totally fine. And no big deal. Like, that's freaking weird, dude. And, and you know, some other childhood actors, they're all they all get screwed up in their in their adulthood. None of them have solid foundations. They're all jacked up mentally and emotionally. Um, you know, it, it, where do we draw the line when it comes to these athletes, man? I don't know. I was thinking about that too the other day. Me and Charlie actually talked about that. I think about how how messed up childhood we use that exact example talking about how messed up childhood actors are and uh what that's going to do you know to some of these players coming in but to think about this um how many kids that win a little world little league world series actually make it to the MLB oh that's a really good point you know <laughs> or how many of these big time five star recruits have a successful long NFL career. Oh, dude. You know, there is like a long history 
of the number one pick not panning out, the number one draft pick. Yeah. So, like, you see it, you see a lot of, like, Georgia has been pretty good at producing some defensive players here lately. Yeah. And a few quarterbacks have made it. But, like, overall, a lot of these guys get used up in high school and college. Absolutely. And uh, I, think, Absolutely. I think you're just going to maybe exaggerate. Is that the word? That Yeah, exaggerate things. Yeah, sure. Um, with, well, I with, think that's where Charlie kind of has an advantage, right? He came to football a, little, a lot later than a lot of kids. That and we're at a smaller school, so we're – we're getting more one-on-one with coaches right? That, that some coaches, you know, and, and he might end up going to a smaller college, but you know, big fish in a small pond. Versus- That's what I always say, man. What's wrong with going to a smaller college and be one of the biggest standout players on that school? Yeah. I mean, like, look at, look at Tebow. That joker was homeschooled and played on a, you know, Christian school team that would let him. Right. Absolutely. And he turned out his NFL career wasn't that great, but uh, his college career was outstanding. Outstanding, man. And, uh, outstanding. Absolute winner. I even thought he was a winner in the NFL. No, he wasn't the best quarterback, but my gosh, every time it seemed like every time they put him on the field, they'd win. He makes stuff happen. He makes he's he makes stuff happen. He makes stuff happen. Somehow I, or another, the guy just wins. I couldn't stand him when he played for Florida. No. But now looking either. back at his career, you know, I respect him a lot. The dude, especially watching Swamp Kings, the dude ain't got no quit in him. Yeah, I have not watched that yet. I am intrigued. I want to watch it. Yeah. Well, let's take a break right quick. Let's do it, ma'am. Hey, Night Shifters, we've got a new sponsor, and that sponsor is Eileen Ayers with Bush Real Estate. You can find her at movingcoweta.com for all of your real estate needs in and around Coweta County. Find her at movingcoweta.com. And we're back. John, you ever had Airbnb? I stayed at one this weekend in Michigan. Yeah, man, it was an awesome little uh, basement apartment. Beautiful, nice setup. They had thought of everything. They had they had the works, man. It was a really great, really great stay. So when you say basement apartment, you stayed in somebody's basement and they lived upstairs. That's correct. How did that go? I've always wondered how an Airbnb like that would be. It went perfectly fine, man. I mean, um, we had one interaction with the owner. Um, we saw him one time when we were going to get in the car. He was just this old guy named Harold. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, literally. And he was just like, I hope you guys are enjoying your stay. And we said, we are. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it was a beautiful little basement apartment. They had clearly set it up to rent out. I mean, they, they had done this renovation to rent out. Like, it was really, really nice. Uh, nothing fancy, but uh, yeah. just... Real, it was perfect for my family. Yeah, so I got to stay in one this weekend. Cool, cool. Uh, but you left. I did. I did. Our stay was for uh, Friday night and Saturday night. Or no, what was it? Yeah, Friday night and Saturday night. I think. Yeah. yeah. And then I uh, we woke up Sunday and we left. So there's this woman in California, 
who's been staying at this uh, Airbnb for over 500 days and refuses to leave. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, isn't it? Yeah. The sad part is the owner can't find a law to get her out. Well, you could burn that house down. (laughs) Okay, so here's the deal, dude. This is like a prestigious street. Like, LeBron James lives on this street. Yeah. I mean, Fergie lives on this street. These are people who have unreal amounts of money. Uh, And this woman is now squatting in this little separate apartment area of an Airbnb. Now, could could they not like sit there and watch her and wait for her to leave and change the locks? <laughs> Maybe, but I think she's squatting. I think she's literally not leaving. Oh, she, uh... So like I was watching I, I watched a little bit of the of some of the like the news clips from it and they were interviewing the neighbors and this old woman was just like I was taking my trash out and someone rolled their window down and just screamed that I live next to a squatter. She said, I thought this was a really nice neighborhood. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just this old woman just living her life out here. Probably been there forever. Gotta be rich. But anyway, it's just such a funny concept that this incredibly nice area has this woman who's refusing to leave. Yeah. So what would you do? I don't know, man. Forcibly make her leave? I would make her life miserable. I would grab her by the hair, maybe drag her out. I don't know. I would uh, cut the stairs off, cut the water off. Oh, yeah. There you go. I mean, there you could be mean about this. You could be mean, yeah. I mean, you might get a lawsuit on it for cutting her water off or whatever, but uh, you'd probably win it. How insane is it that California doesn't have laws in place to get her out? It Well, it's California, John. I know. I know. That's just insane to me, man. California is the living example of the inmates running the asylum. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it, and, <laughs> I mean, we, we, the dying off of the old guard has started, my friend. I, I, I hope it wasn't because of me, but it has started. Because of you, what did you do? <laughs> well, remember on the podcast when I talked about – Feinstein being too old and, and McConnell being too old. And then, and then here we go. Feinstein dies. I, I Like, I'm not saying I, I started anything. I'm just saying. Yeah. So. A dying yeah. off of the old guard is what it's going to take for a lot of these places. Yeah. So, so that's a, that's a tough one. I would, I would make their life miserable though. I would, you would cut her water off. Mean chuck, cut her water off. Mess Would with you her paint over your windows and stuff? No, I'd paint over her windows. Just her windows? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think the owner of the property lives there anymore. Well, still, or like I, it doesn't live there full time or something like that. Well, either way, I mean, you'd be you'd be finding out all kinds of stuff. Firecrackers, <laughs> you know, any means of disturbance. Oh my gosh! You know, oh my! Or just let all the bums in for a little while. <laughs> Have bum fights in the front yard. They'll run her out of there, and then you can yeah. go in there and just lure them out with like some money. Just be like, "Hey, I will give you all a hundred bucks to leave my house right now." Yeah. So, 
Um, let's talk about let's talk about Israel for a minute. Let's talk about it, man. That's some uh, some big major news. Israel has declared war against Hamas. Yeah, Hamas uh, invaded Israel over the week. I think it was Saturday. Yep. Um, so, did you see any of the footage? How they got around the Iron Curtain? I have not seen any of that footage. No. All right, so the Iron Curtain, it blocks missiles attacks and all this kind of stuff, right? Sure, sure. I'm familiar with that weapon system, yes. They flew in on paragliders and, like, ultralight aircraft. And what, the uh, it, it, the Iron Curtain wouldn't detect, couldn't detect them because there was no propulsion? Didn't detect, didn't detect them because they, they come in so low. They come in at that weird angle, you know, like the ultralights you see flying around, like the parachutes with yeah. the fan motor on the back of it. Yeah, that's how they invaded. Get out of here. Yeah, and they they attacked a rave or like a music festival that was going on first. Oh my gosh, a rave. Yeah. Holy smokes! So you got these people on Molly. Yeah. Raving out <laughs> when you put it like and that. these guys on paragliders come flying in, you know, killing in, people coming in like Red Dawn, dude. Yeah. Talk about a bad trip, yeah. It's holy a, smokes. This is a fight that's been going on since uh, the beginning of time almost. Almost, yeah. I mean, you, you know, the the palace, the the Philistines, the Palestines are considered the modern name for the Philistines, which that's David and Goliath. And then it goes on back to all the way back to who was that? The two brothers, Abraham, Isaac, and then Jacob. Yeah. Jacob being Israel. Yeah. Jacob being Israel. So it goes that far back, man. So it's a, it's a long standing war, man. Now, Um, and they've officially declared war. I don't know what that means as far as U.S. help. Well, like, are we now going to be funding another proxy war? Now, here's the thing. Okay. We've already moved a carrier group, a battle group, into the area. Okay. So we have a, a naval battle group in the area. In the area. Um, we uh, have. So we're ready to launch missiles? I guess. Now, we have always said we've got Israel's back. Yes. Now that there's been some things happen in the house and no more money will be going to uh, uh, Ukraine. Oh, so wow. like you said, is this is another proxy war for us? Is this so what I'm what I'm asking and I, I put it out on Facebook. I, you saw the question. Yes, you sent it to me. Why are we, or as Americans, are mm-hmm. we biblically, as, as an American Christian, are we, is, where's the chapter and verse that says we need to stick up for Israel? Okay, so I, I don't necessarily have an opinion on this, but let me give you some people's opinion. Okay. This is one side of it. Okay. Biblically speaking, God promised Israel this land. Correct. I agree with that. And 
God's promises are everlasting. They're always true. And so therefore, the idea is that we are supporting God's promise that this is Israel's land. Okay. Now, they already don't possess all of it. Right. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, I don't know if that matters um, in the eyes of God. I don't, I don't know. Um, but the argument is that we support Israel, biblically speaking, because of God's promise to them. Okay. But why? Why? I guess what I'm asking is, okay, so that's under, that's Old Testament stuff though, right? Yes. So that would be old law stuff. Well, are God's promises everlasting? That is true. So. Because this was, this was God's promise. This wasn't like a law. Right. You know what I mean? And it, okay. it was a covenant, actually, I believe. And, and, and then the new covenant with Christ. See, that's the thing. Right. When he comes back, he's supposed to, to reign from Jerusalem and then spread to the rest of the world. OK, so that's, I guess, part of why the Israelites need to have Jerusalem. Let me put this to, to let me let me put a little spin on this. Let me put the Bill O'Reilly on it and put a, a nose Okay, screen. go ahead. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate a little bit. All right. You remember when Jesus showed up, they wanted him to take the land physically. Yes. That he was going to be, that's why the Jewish people, one of the reasons why they didn't accept him is because they were looking for a king in the military leader sense that was going to come in and shut all this down with the Romans. Boom. Right. Over. Right. And give them their land. Right. So they rejected He that. comes riding in on a donkey. He comes riding in on a donkey preaching peace. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now I feel like we're getting drug in to the Pharisees same battle that they've been trying to battle the whole time. Mm. And, and Jesus is over there going, that's not what I came to do. Mm. You know, Mm. maybe I think it, I feel like it's more military industrial complex, political type stuff than actual biblical type stuff. Yeah. It, it is, as far as our involvement and us sending our children over there, because that's yeah, eventually that's, what they're going to want to do. That's the thing send our kids over there to fight their fight so they can put money in their pockets. Absolutely. So that's that's the thing for me when it starts costing lives like and, and I understand Jewish people are dying over there. I understand uh, people from Hamas are dying over there. I don't want anyone to die. Right. I don't I when people start dying, I don't think that's good. And I don't think I don't think God's happy about people dying. No. Nope. You but, know what I'm saying? I th- that's what I that's what I have to say about it. But we have technology now that we can go in there and take people out without sending people in. Sure. And we don't have to necessarily send all the money over there to do it. Sure. 
That's true. So, you know, I'm not trying to be anti-Semitic about it. I'm trying to keep my son and my daughters from having to go over there and fight somebody else's fight so they can make money. Yeah. And then we can rebuild it that, all. That's why I say show me the chapter and verse where where we should have to protect them at all costs. So are you worried that this is the next way that the government could just divert funds? Yeah. Now that they're working on ways to not send money to Ukraine, this yeah. is a different way for them to so, embezzle and hide funds so and, the, and spend our money. The Republicans and the conservatives, not just in politics, but the constituents, mm-hmm. were against Ukraine big time. Yeah. So, okay, well, we'll get that out of the way. We'll find you a war that you will support. Mm. You know, find me another war. Dang. Watch, you, you watch American, the movie American Made. Yeah. At the end of it, he goes, you know, Schaefer goes in there and goes, I got an idea. Let <laughs> me show you. I ran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, You're absolutely so, right. I forgot so about that. that. Right? Yeah, so all I they did all was about pull that. it from over here to, hey, let's go over here and start something. Yeah. Let's go over here and start something. You know, so I just I don't I don't want people to die in vain. If it's a worthy cause, you know, then we gotta go in and do what we gotta do. Yeah. But but show me why it's worthy is all I'm asking. Mm. Mm. Show me why it's worthy. And 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 with good proof. Because we had, there's WMDs in Iraq. They still ain't found them. No. No, that wasn't good proof. You know, we think there's WM. You know, it went from there's WMDs to we think there's WMDs to, well, maybe there wasn't WMDs, but we thought they were WMDs, so we need to get rid of them anyway. Mm. Or they, and if we hadn't got rid of them, they would have produced them. You know, they, they keep they keep moving the goalposts. You know, you get a first down, and they go, well, let's add 10 more yards to it. Oof. Yeah. yeah. You're right. So, that's just where I'm at on that, man. Uh, anyway. That was good. And that kind of leads us right into this week in history a little bit. Well, give it to us. Let's get to All right, so, Chucker, there are two things I wanted to talk to you about on This Week in History. One of them has to do with exactly like what you were just talking about. In 2002, October 11th, 2002, the U.S. Congress passed a bill by a wide margin granting U.S. President George W. Bush broad authority to use force against Iraq. Oh. What does that even mean, dude? That's just here. <laughs> what I mean, is that just license to kill at that point? Yeah, pretty much. Like right. in the American people's eyes, that's just license. It's like, oh, okay, it's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's so wild that like to, to read it like that is is crazy nowadays, man. 
to think that authority was, you know, installed in someone and he could sling, you know, swing his weight around like that is, ugh. and you know, it wasn't George W either. And that's, just, that's what gets scary. Yeah. Okay. Do you have anything to add to that? I know you were already kind of on a rant, so you no, probably I've, don't have I've already, much to I've add already to that. ranted. <laughs> All right. How about this one? And this is great because this kind of ties in with politicians, too, and how corrupt they are. In 2004, when was this? I think it was on this date. Uh, well, it was October 8th, so not quite. Um, in 2004, October 8th, American domestic lifestyle innovator Martha Stewart reported to a federal prison in West Virginia to begin her five-month sentence for insider trading. Yeah. You know, there's a funny meme about that. It's her and Snoop Dogg, and it says one of them, it says one of these people is a felon and the other person is a Grammy-winning rapper. <laughs> it's pretty funny, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty funny, isn't it? And, and to think that, like, our politicians are doing that all day, every day. Yep. Every and yet, day. here we are sending Martha Stewart America's to jail. Grandma. <laughs> America's grandma. <laughs> Uh, it's a crazy world we live in, Chucker. Yeah, it is. All right, so you got a meme for me, dude? I do. It's right, kind of lighthearted. I might have sent it to you the other day, but you didn't react to it, so you get to see it again. Mama always said life was like the meme of the week. You never know what you're going to get. That's right. You did send this to me the other day. Um, <laughs> it's a play on the Nickelodeon show. Hey. And it says, hey, dude. And it's the Big Lebowski. And, uh, and of course, John Goodman's character, Walter. And, um, and Sam Elliott's character there in the background. Now, he is the awesome. Um, what would you even call his character? Uh, he's kind of like the narrator. Kind of like the narrator, but not quite, right? Yeah. I mean, I think you would credit that as the narrator. I think he's actually credited as the tumbleweed. Um, oh. But. Uh, that's that's an accurate description of him. He kind of tumbles in and tumbles out. But uh, maybe a soothsayer? Maybe. He's kind of like hosting, almost. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a really strange, strange role he plays. But what a, what an awesome meme that but is. But you got to say it, it right. You got to go, hey, dude. <laughs> there you go. You got it for us, man. You <laughs> did it for us. That's perfect. Thank you, Chucker. Right. That's perfect. All right. So uh, what we didn't do last week was announce a new movie. Yeah, we kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a little wrapped up uh, in uh, Driving Miss Daisy and uh, forgot to announce the movie. So uh, the movie for this month, for October, um, it kind of relates with Halloween and everything. We're going to do Zombieland. It's All a right. little bit, yeah, man, a little bit newer, a little bit funner. Um, not, that, not that Driving Miss Daisy was not fun, but uh, this one's just a little wild and off the cuff. And uh, got to love Bill Murray's. Um, little cameo in it and all that it's a great movie made in parts all across georgia all across georgia man love that movie so and it's got woody harrelson in it and i freaking love him yeah uh everybody loves woody 
Yep. So that's it, man. Uh, thanks for listening to Night Shifters. We appreciate it. That's episode 39 of season three. See ya. Right. La 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 la. Was it? What is it he did in Anchorman? When he's doing his war. Oh, he was doing all kinds of tongue twisters. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do tongue twisters. The rains in Spain fall mostly on the plains. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Sally sells seashore. Seashell. Sally sells seashells by the seashore. There you go. All right. Sounds like we're prepping how much, ready. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? That's not fair because it has your name in it. Hey, that's easy. <laughs> it's not fair. You totally learned that because it has your name in it. Mitch, Mitch, Bob. Oh, wait. Can't do the name game with Mitch. <laughs> no. And there's your after credits. <laughs> right there. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs>